0: of fear when Jesus walks beside me for I'm sheltered in the arms of God so let the storms rage high the dark clouds rise they won't worry me For I'm sheltered safe within the arms of God,
1: He walks with me. Welcome to Until That Day, the the radio ministry of New Rocky Creek Baptist Church, located just three-quarters of a mile off Scenic Highway 11, approximately halfway between Monticello and Mansfield, Georgia. Come experience the love of Jesus with us and join us as we worship Him, serve Him, and draw closer to Him. And now, here is our pastor, Dr. Randall Reese, with today's message.
0: The call from heaven's portals, come home, my child.
2: How many today know that we're not getting any younger? In fact, I just had the privilege of celebrating another birthday just the other day. And considering the alternative is not a bad thing. By the way, I love what Paul said. He said, our outer man's perishing, but our inner man's being renewed day by day. Somebody said, you know you're getting older when you grew up and the miracle cure was Mercuracone. Anybody remember those days? Well, I love this little poem that ran across those of us that are getting a little older. It goes like this. Jesus loves me, this I know, though my hair is white as snow. While my sight is growing dim, still he bids me trusting. In him, when the nights are dark and long, in my heart he puts a song telling me in words so clear. Have no fear, for I am near. When my work on earth is done, all victories have been won. He will take me to my home above, to the fullness of his love. That was written by C.D. Frey, and all the senior adults said that are listening. Amen. I did, speaking of getting older, I read about a man that had an article in the newspaper that said, skis for sale, only use once. For information, call, room, 111 at the hospital. (laughs) I don't know about that, but I know this. More important than my physical birthday is my spiritual birthday. Tell me, have you had a spiritual birthday? When was yours? I can tell you and take you back to the time and the place. In 1982, in the spring, went to an old-fashioned camp meeting called Camp Zion in Myrtle, Mississippi, and God showed up and He showed out. Oh, praise the Lord. He changed my heart. He saved my soul. He gave me life eternally and abundantly all at the same time. And I rejoice in the spiritual birth 38 years ago. And I tell you what, the Lord has been good to me. I want to preach today on the subject, how to turn bad into glad. Please listen to me. Don't tune me off because the chilly winds of adversity are going to come blowing in on us no matter where we're at in life. And I will believe that God's going to use this today to encourage your heart and to give you some maybe break true on turning bad into glad. I'll tell you, there's a way to overcome the things that happen to us. And we can't help, again, the adversity situations that we encounter in life. Praise the Lord for His sunshine of His grace and love. I'm looking today at the book of Second Corinthians chapter 1. And there are three ways the Lord put in my heart that you and I can have a breakthrough or furthermore, maybe bring healing in your life. You'll understand more and more as we go along in the message. I want to thank you for tuning again today on WJGA Radio in Jackson, Georgia, as well as WDYN in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Please continue to pray for the radio ministry until that day that God will use it to glorify His name and that lives will be changed and souls will come to Jesus Christ in a personal and a living way. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, the Apostle Paul is writing a personal letter to this church called Corinth. Remember now he had established the church, or should I say the Spirit of God led? Him to go to this particular location is recorded in the 18th chapter Of the book of Acts He was there 18 months And anyway, God used him In a marvelous way And we come to 2 Corinthians Remember now, 1st epistle of Corinthians Is kind of like the Lord is lifting up The roof of the church Allowing us to peep in To see uh, the inner workings of that church Namely Corinth And then in the 2nd epistle Paul is sharing some personal things In his life we come to Second Corinthians chapter 1. And there are, notice, these three defining steps that I believe you can take today. And God is going to encourage you. Yes, He is. I believe He's going to encourage you today and bless you today. As we see, take the bad. Don't be mad, but get glad. Those are the three steps. Take the bad. Don't be mad, but be glad. Second Corinthians chapter 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God. God. and Timothy, our brother, under the church of God, which is at Corinth with all the saints which are in all Achaia. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 3 and 4, please pay special attention to it. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. I love that. Notice verse 4, Who comforteth us all of our tribulation that we may be able to comfort Them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. This is the word of the Lord. May God bless it to our heart today as we look for a little while on the subject turning bad into glad. Number one, take the bad. Will you take the bad and look at it again? Look what he says. Paul is not beating around the bush. If anybody understood what pain and suffering and hardship was all about, he did. I'm preaching to some people today that you've gotten, maybe you've been through some stuff in your life. And right now, you're still going through some stuff. Listen to what he said in verse 3. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. The word blessed there is where we get our word eulogy. Eulogitas is the word. It can be translated praise or to speak out. Praise be to God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Father of mercy. And we'll talk about that in a moment. But hold that thought. And the God of all comfort. Oh, that thought as well. Look at verse 4. Who comforteth us in all of our tribulation. That we might be able to comfort them. He comforts us in all of our tribulation. You know what that word tribulation is? It's the word ellipsis. It means pressure. It means problems. Oh, yes. It means trials and troubles. Is anybody going through in trials or troubles today? Oh, brother, there's troubles on every side. And listen, my dear sister. Take the bad. Take the bad. Oh, yes. Will you take the bad and? Don't be mad, but be glad. I'm telling you there are three areas where the Lord showed me that when we take the bad, number one is predicament. The winds of predicament. Oh yes, the chilling, cold, bitter winds of predicament. Secondly, the chilly, bitter winds of not only predicament, but of people. And then thirdly, our problems. Number one, predicament. Have you gone through some stuff in your life? Look back on your life. I can look back on my life and I know that the devil what they meant for evil. God meant for good. Take the bad. But don't be mad. I'll tell you, I remember distinctly when I was just a teenager, my dad coming and telling my brother and me that he and my mom were no longer living together. They were getting a divorce. My life went downhill at that moment. I didn't understand it as a teenager. My emotions began to ride on a roller coaster ride. And some of you know what I'm talking about. You've been through some stuff in your life. And you can't explain it. Take the bad. Oh, yes, take the bad. And don't be mad. I'll tell you this. The chilly winds, the bitter cold winds that blow and cut right through you can happen in life. And they're no respecter of persons. The winds come blowing in. Predicaments. Some of you maybe have gone through some things in your life and these things can create some bad choices in life. I look back in my life and some bad things happen and I did not respond properly. Bad choices lead to bad consequences. Don't forget that. But there are secondly not only predicaments or circumstances can happen to us in our life. Maybe you've lost a job. Maybe you've gotten some health issues. Maybe today there are some issues in your family. Number two, the chili winds of not only predicament, but people. I tell you, it seems like the devil will put people in your life to try to hinder you or pull you down. And I believe there's some of you listening today that you can testify, oh yes, that you've had to overcome that even now there's somebody in your life that seemingly the devil's trying to use as a thorn in your flesh. You and I have victory in Jesus, so take the bad. Take the bad. You know what? I begin to think, beloved, as you're listening to me, that would you not agree with me. Hurt people, hurt people. That's right. Hurt people, hurt people. And there's a people out there that are hurt. And probably somebody listening, you've been hurt. And maybe you're in jail or maybe you're in a predicament now or a terrible situation. You've been hurt and God says, I'll bring healing in your life. The Lord says, I'll be Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. Yes. Aren't you glad when you call Dr. Jesus, he doesn't put you in a waiting room somewhere. He doesn't tell you can't see him except for you pay a co-payment. aren't you glad oh bless his holy name now that he didn't suggest you go to a specialist he's the one that knows our situation he knows our frame and yes he even knows what we go through joe put it this way he knows my ways when he tried me i shall come forth like gold take the bad will you take the bad the bad predicaments the bad people and then will you take the bad problems the things that happen in life unresolved conflicts that we inherit, the excess baggage that often we take into other relationships. Will you ask God for healing today? Will you reach out your hand to faith or when the master passes by and just touch the hem of his garment and behold and be healed. Take the bad. Will you do it? I love the fact that the Bible tells us in the book of Job, Job did not curse God with his lips. All oh, that's easier said than done. And you've been through some stuff and I've been through some stuff. Oh listen take the bad. And number two if you're going to turn bad into glad you gotta take the bad but don't get mad. Don't get mad. Look again please at the verse number three of the text of 2 Corinthians. Blessed be God even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Father of mercy. He's the Father of pity and mercy. Oh thank God. He's not only a God of grace and God of love and God of justice and God of judgment and God of holiness but he's a God of mercy yes he shows us mercy through the cross through the blood of his only son he shows us mercy in the fact that he doesn't give us what we deserve to be judged and sent to the lake of fire he extends his mercy when we see Christ's grace and mercy met on the cross oh praise the Lord and Jesus Christ the son of the living God came forth from the grave and God extends mercy. Don't be mad. Hey, take the bad, but don't be mad. I was just called to the hospital just the other day Sunday, and it's about one o'clock. I've just finished the second service at New Rocky Creek. We have eight thirty service and then Sunday school in between and then eleven o'clock service and Sunday morning and then six thirty at night, and just standing there and got a message that a man had been taken to the hospital, and I went up to the hospital the ER and they brought this man in. The family had gathered, and unfortunately. He passed away I reflected back on standing in the cemetery There at the church With that man And asking him not long ago Was he ready to meet God And he made peace with God And did he have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ I asked him not only once But several times throughout his lifetime Now I'm standing with the family in the ER Gathering around the table Where his body lay And we prayed and asked God to comfort the heart Don't be mad Oh Oh no, take the bad, but don't be mad. You know what happens when we go through stuff in life? I'll tell you what happens. And maybe somebody you right now is right here. Just because you've overcome in the past, and just because you've understood some biblical principles in times past, doesn't mean you're going to pass the test today and tomorrow. It's a new day. Oh, there's always victory in Jesus, but wait a minute. Bad attitude can result of take the bad. Paul is saying the God and Father of mercies who comforts us and all of our tribulation. He's the God of all comfort. And that word comfort, we'll talk about it in a moment. Don't be mad. Oh no, take the bad, but don't be mad. Have you gotten a bad attitude? Can I tell you, you go through ministry and having the privilege of being a pastor for three decades now and in the ministry, I'm telling you, you meet people and sometimes people will do you wrong. They'll lie to you. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Sometimes people are stabbed in the back. Anybody know what I'm talking about? But you can't let that get you bitter. And even though sometimes we live in a doggy dog world, you can't let the devil win. And if he can get you mad instead of glad, he's got you. And I'll tell you, some of you today need to go through this process. The Lord showed me this. Don't be mad. Take the bad, but don't be mad. Why? Because God comforts us. And I'm telling you that word comfort, He's a God of all mercy. He comforts us. He sends His Holy Spirit to comfort us. We'll talk about that in a moment. Can I tell you, if you're listening today and you'll be honest with God, first of all, notice these are four steps that you need to take today. One is your mindset. Develop in your mind. Recognize that you have been done wrong. Recognize that you are angry and maybe bitter and maybe feeling ill will. Number one, develop that in your mind. Notice the progression here. First, you've got to admit it. First, you've got to recognize it. Secondly, there should be a change of heart. Not a in your mind and don't make excuses and don't let the enemy win and feel like you're a victim instead of a victor. No matter what's happened, I take Joseph, for example, in the Old Testament. He had every reason to be bitter and angry and if the devil had his way, he would have. Oh praise God God gave him grace to see The beginning and the end And he took the bad But he didn't get mad No He got glad because God was in control And you see Not only do we need to develop it in our mind And change a heart A change in repentant attitude Lord I've been harboring anger When I told you earlier about the testimony I grew angry as a teenager And I was mad at the world I didn't even know why I was mad Today, maybe you're suppressing the anger and maybe you're really dealing and battling with this stuff and you don't know how to get free. You don't know how to be liberated. I came today to tell you how you can do it. Oh, listen beloved, not only a change of mind and heart, then take your hands and say, God, I want to reclaim the ground. You see, when we harbor unforgiveness and bitterness in our heart, we give the enemy a toehold and a foothold and then a stronghold. And we don't realize that we become the loser. Will you take your hand and say, God, I want to change the way I've responded to this situation. I couldn't help what's happened to me, but I sure can help what's going on. The old saying is true. I can't help birds that fly over my head, but I can help when they nest in my hair. You can't help what you go through in life. Look back now. Take the bad, but don't be mad. Exchange and ask God to reclaim that ground. And then, not only reclaim the ground, but with your body, rededicate your life. Say, Jesus, I want you to take control of my life. I don't want the flesh and the world and the devil to control me. Will you do it right now? Will you take your life and put it in the hands of the Lord? Will you say, maybe today for the first time, you will acknowledge that you've been through some stuff in your life, maybe some bad stuff. I don't know what all you've been through. But God knows. And you can trust God. Oh, yes, you can. You've tried to fix it. You've tried to make amends, but you're making a worse mess out of your situation. And if you come God's way, you've tried to do it your way. And God's telling you today, there's a wave that's seen right in the band. at the end of of the ways of death. And the Lord's showing you today that our thoughts aren't His thoughts. The heavens are higher than the earth, so His thoughts higher than our thoughts. His ways higher than our ways. Isaiah 55, 89. and And then, not only that, but, oh look, Proverbs 16, 25. Look, will you put your trust and faith in God? Will you say, Lord, I'm not capable of living a life controlled by your peace. I'm living in bondage. I'm living in shackles of the enemy. You can be set free today. You can be liberated today if you'll just put your hands in the master's hand and confess your sin and repent and turn and say, oh Jesus, take control of my life. Save me from my sin. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Yes, you can rededicate your life if you're a Christian. Maybe you've gone back on God. Maybe once upon a time you were in church and you understood the things of God. But for some reason or another you got off track and the enemy brought his chilling, bitter wind to in your life. And unknowing to you, you ended up where you're at today. God's saying it's not over till it's over. I've got a plan for you. I'm not finished with you yet. Yes, take the bad, but don't get mad. Don't get mad and stay that way. I'm telling you, the Lord brought me to place in my life where I realized I had to let this stuff go. I had to let it go. It was absolutely dominating me. It was tearing me down. It was pulling me down. As some of you know what I'm talking about. The more you think about it, the worse it gets. And the more you do dwell on it, the more the enemy lies to you and builds a case against you. And today what you need to do is tell the devil, get behind me Satan in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Will you do it right now? And then come under the lordship of Jesus Christ. Come under the authority of the word of God. Submit yourselves to God. Yield afresh to him and say, take over. Then when the ugly flesh and the enemy tries to stir up those feelings and those emotions, you'll have to take them to the cross and reckon yourselves to be dead, indeed unto sin. Life unto God, Jesus Christ our Lord. Ask God to enable you. Ask God to fill you. And He will. Oh yes, He will. And I'm going to trust Him to do it today for His glory. Take the bad. Don't be mad. Thirdly, be glad. How in the world can we be glad when bad things happen? Paul alluded to that. Yes, he did. And by the way, getting older, you know, God uses those even old in age. Abraham and Sarah were 90 and 100 before God brought that great promise into life, named the child, the promised child. Zachariah and Elizabeth had a baby up in age. Anna and Simeon were in the temple serving the Lord up in age. Oh yes, and so the God said they'll bring forth fruit in their old age. I'm preaching to somebody today. You feel like you can't do anything? You can, you can pray. The power of prayer. Oh the power of intercessory prayer and then the power of encouragement and bearing burdens and interceding on behalf of the work of the ministry. Oh praise the Lord. And then doing what you can. Maybe help and support uh, financially and physically and spiritually. Uh, Whatever you can do Do it for the glory of the Lord He'll honor it As you do it unto Him And so be glad Be glad How can we be glad? Look at verse 4 God the Father comforts us Notice verse 4 Who comforts us in all of our tribulation Why in the world would God do that? That we might be able to comfort them Really? Which are in any trouble How? By the comfort Where we ourselves are comforted of God You see God allows us to go through stuff I can use that term in life. And then the Lord extends his bomb of Gilead to bring healing in our life. And then he raises us up and he puts a song in our mouth and he gives us victory in Jesus. There's no other way to explain it. And then you know what he does? He allows us to be sympathetic and compassionate and empathetic toward others who are going through similar trials. He says we ourselves are comforted and then God gives us that grace to comfort others. By the way, the word comfort in verse number 3 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. Interesting to note that word comfort is the word parakaleo. That means to go beside. Oh yes, that's on one side. You get what I'm saying, don't you? God says, I'm going to go beside you when you go through a heartache. Oh, I could start shouting right there. There's some of you listening know that you wouldn't be where you're at today had the Lord not have gone beside you and that the Lord not have held you up and had God not have given you a song in the night. And if it not have been for the Lord's goodness and grace is following us. Surely goodness and mercy. We would have been a sinking ship long time ago. But the Lord has been with us. And the Lord has promised He won't leave us. And the Lord has told us that no matter what happens to us, He can work it for good. Oh, thank God. What a great God. Why wouldn't anybody in the right mind trust a God like this? Notice He comforts us with His Holy Spirit. He, the Holy Spirit goes beside us. And we slip down and sometimes we do slip down and we fall down and sometimes we do trip up he goes beside us to comfort us he goes beside us to lift us up not preaching to anybody today has fallen down in pity fallen down in sin fallen down in immorality fallen down in idolatry fallen down in adultery fallen down in adultery, fallen down, some other kind of thing that dishonors the Lord look he goes beside us to pick us up let him pick you up not only does He go beside us but He is in me. He's in you right now. God of all comfort who comforts us in all of our tribulation. He's in us right now to comfort us to bring his celestial nurse uh, to be the Holy Spirit His RN. Oh God, the Holy Spirit, when we get sin sick or when we face trials and troubles, the Holy Spirit of God comes and hooks us up to God's IV and takes our vital signs and gives us heaven's medicine. Oh, praise his holy name. He says I'm not going to allow you to be here forever you've been sickened and you've been knocked out of the battle with the winds of adversity but I'm going to nurse you back to health. it's going to be a little process though it doesn't take sometimes overnight sometimes it does but God says I'm telling you he's telling you today that he's going to bring you out of the ICU room he's going to take you from the hospital into the battlefield but you got to go through this process and he said I'm going to be in you I'm going to be with you and I I'm going to work through you. Take the bad. Don't get mad, but be glad. Why? Because when all said and done, then you come out on the other side. It doesn't seem like you're going to make it. But God said, you're going to make it. I said, God said you're going to make it. He told the disciples, go to the other side of the sea. And in the midst of it, they encountered a storm. They made it to the other side because Jesus Christ was in them with them in the boat. And He came walking on the water. Matthew 14. And also in Luke chapter 8, Matthew 8, oh, He says, I'm going to be with you in you and through you i'm gonna see to it you're gonna go to the other side and guess what god says that's not it but i'm gonna bring people in your life people are going through mess hey listen to me beloved christian man christian woman maybe those who are just young christians or older christians are those who've not been born again yet the world is full of people that are hurting the world is full of people who need comfort the world is and full I of people you know people down, in your family and people you work with and in your neighborhood and in the church that are hurting so needing be. comfort needing answers needing hope and even blessing when and God's brought you come. and bringing you through to offer them a cup of cold water and say look what the Lord has done can you turn bad into glad I believe you can and we're going to do it today as we thank God for the past the present the future let's pray now for you and you pray for me Father I bless you that you know us you made us you bought us yes you're coming back for us but until that day there's a lot that you permit our way but Lord thank you that you bring us to to glorify your name, to bless those listening today, and make us a blessing. We'll give you praise for Your deserve
1: You have been listening to Until That Day, the radio ministry of Pastor Randy Reese and New Rocky Creek Baptist Church, located between Monticello and Mansfield, Georgia. We would like to invite you and your family to our Sunday morning worship service. We have our traditional service at 8.30 a.m., and our contemporary service at 11 a.m. Wherever you are in life, we care about you. At New Rocky Creek Baptist Church, you will make new friends, hear messages of truth, and be part of a family pursuing lives of meaning and significance. We are located at 190 Rocky Creek Road off of Jackson Lake Road, just three-quarters of a mile southeast of scenic Georgia Highway 11. Our phone number is 706-468-6116. You can also reach us through our website by leaving us a message under the heading of Contact Us. We look forward to seeing you. If today's program has encouraged you, we would love to hear from you. Please visit our website at newrockycreek.org for complete contact information. You can also find our messages from Pastor Randy Reese on our website in our ministry archives located under the heading of Sermons. Join Pastor Randy Reese this time next week for another broadcast of Until That Day.